Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. I truly thank God for blessing me to be in the land of the living one more time. Amen. God has been good to us. Yes. God has brought us through the snow. Yes. He has brought us over the highways. He's always been taking care of us. He watches over us when we don't know he's watching over us. Amen. Amen. It was really surprising me the whole morning because you guys always touching on my lesson that I was going to speak today. But today, the lesson is know who you are in Christ. We're going to be covering a couple of scriptures in Exodus 13. We're, uh, we'll be reading that one and also we're going to be in 1 Kings the 18th chapter. So let us pray. Thank you Heavenly Father for another day. Thank you my God for all that you have done for us. Thank you for waking us up this morning in our right mind. My God, don't let me say anything up here that I'm not supposed to say, my God, but bless me to only speak what you want me to speak. Let the seed be planted upon good ground, my God, that we may bring forth a hundredfold. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God has truly been amazing, and I wanted to speak a little bit about this because the children of Israel, they came out of Egypt and they didn't know what they had. They didn't know who they were in Christ. They came out, and the Bible says in in Exodus chapter 13, at verse 18, it says, But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. The word harness means able bodied soldiers they came out of Egypt armed they came out fully equipped soldiers and did not know it they still had the mentality of being a slave they didn't know what God had given them and they didn't know what they could do in God they were so caught up in themselves of thinking of what they went through so they didn't know what God had brought them through. They didn't understand that, that God does not tell us to do anything or to go anywhere without making us fully prepared. He doesn't tell us to go somewhere and then I, oops, my bad, I did not see that coming. That's not the God that we serve. When he says go, he already has it prepared for you. He already equipped you for with what you need. When we turn from the darkness into the light, we are fully harnessed 
with the robe of righteousness, with the Holy Ghost, with Jesus Christ, we have everything that we need to survive. Everything that we need to live a godly life. But if you don't know what you have in Christ, you'll keep falling all the time. The children of Israel, they told them to go spy out the land that God had promised to give them. And when they went to spy out the land, they brought back an evil report. They said the wall is up to heaven and we look like grasshoppers in our own eyes because the people are too big. But let me tell you what, Caleb knew who he was in God. Caleb knew who God was. And he stilled the people. He told them, wait, hold on. Let us go up at once because we are well able to overcome. We are well able to get the blessings that God has in store for us if we know who we are in Christ. When God has a blessing for each and every one of us, we are able to get it. You want the Holy Ghost? You're able to get it if you go through Jesus Christ. You anything that you want, God has it for you, but you have to know who Jesus is. You have to know who you are in Christ. Otherwise, you're not going to get it. You're going to go right up to the promised land and deny it because it looked too hard if you don't know who God is, if you don't know who you are in God. David knew who he was in God. When the, when the giant stood up and he was defying the armies of Israel, they again didn't know what they had. They didn't know who they were in God. Out of all the things that God showed them and everything that he brought them through, they still did not believe. How many times does God do something for us and shows us day and night that he cares and that he's there and he supplies our every need and we still have a problem going to God, trying to fix it on our own, trying to do things on our own and it's never going to work. Only God can fix it. But David knew. And when the giant stood up and, and, and cursed him to his face and said, am I a dog that you send to flee after me? He was so irritated that this young, handsome looking guy is going to fight him and doesn't even have any armor on. He's not even prepared for battle according to the flesh, but his mentality was prepared for battle in Jesus Christ. He knew the battle's not mine, it is God's. And when David said, I'm going to feed you to the fowls of the air, David didn't hesitate. He said, you come against me with the sword and with the shield, but I come against you in the name of the Lord, and he will deliver you into my hand. And he didn't wait. He ran. He didn't walk up like he was scared and hoping that God did something. He ran up there knowing that God was going to do something. The Bible says that when you pray, you must believe that God is a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. We cannot be coming to church and we cannot be praying and hoping that God does something. We need to know that God will do something. He's going to do all that he said he was going to do. Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 30 
It says, And Elijah said unto the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Now just a little bit of a recap of this story. The children of Israel, they started serving Baal. They started serving these other gods. And Elijah said, how long are you going to halt between two opinions? How long are you going to say that Baal is God? Okay, well, no, God of the Israelites is God. And, and they, were, they were having this struggle and they were going back and forth. And, and so Elijah told them, how long are you going to do this? How many times do we know that God can do something, but we still question? When we get to a certain place in life and the things don't go according to the way we think they should go, we start asking, is God really here? Am I doing something wrong? Is God really listening? No, we need to know that God is listening. If you ask for something, he already answered. He said, I hear you before you call and answer while you're yet speaking. He already knows you just have to get it in your mind that God already knows. He said, I know everything that you have need of, even before you ask. So they were halting between two opinions. And Elijah said, he said this in verse 31. And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, unto whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be my name. Israel shall be thy name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench about the altar as great as would contain two measures of seed. And he put the wood in order, and he cut the bullock in pieces, and he laid him on the wood and said, Fill four barrels with water, and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And a lot of of us know wet wood don't burn. It doesn't burn. Rocks don't burn and the dirt don't burn and I don't care who you are everybody knows water don't burn and he said do it the second time make sure it's drenched and they did it the second time and he said do it the third time and they did it the third time and the water ran about the altar and filled the trench also with water and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said Lord God of Abraham Isaac and of Israel let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord came, then the fire of the Lord, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. You can't have a hotter fire than that. Why? Because Elijah knew who God was. He knew who he was in God. 
He said, I'm your servant. Even today, you and I are the servants of God. We are his servants. We are bought with his blood. We are a peculiar people. We are a royal priesthood. If you get that into your mind, you will look at problems a little different. You will look at life a little bit different. If you can get that into your mind that you are not just somebody, you are a royal somebody. You are adopted in the royal family. Only God can do such a thing like that. The three Hebrew boys, they knew who they were in God. And when the king told them that if they don't bow down to the golden image, that he would cast them into the burning fiery furnace. But they didn't hesitate. And they told him to his face, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. The God whom we serve is able and will deliver us. But if not, we still won't bow down. They knew who they were in God and you don't bow down to anything else. When the devil comes at you with all kind of temptations, when you fall for it, you're bowing to it. If he comes at you no matter what it is through fornication, through drinking, through drugs, it doesn't matter what it is when he tempts you with it and you go for it, you're bowing to it. And he said, "I will. we will not bow. We won't. We don't care about the consequences. Look at what the devil tries to say. If you don't continue to do these drugs, this, the withdrawal symptoms are going to be horrible. If you don't keep hanging out with those people, ain't nobody going to like you. If you don't keep doing what you used to do, you're not going to be popular anymore. That's good, because I am set apart. I don't need the stuff that I used to do. Because that stuff that I used to do never made me happy, but Jesus can make you happy. Only Jesus can make you happy. The world can make you smile, but they can't get on the inside. But Jesus can get on the inside. And he is the one that can give you that true happiness. Daniel knew who he was in God. And when he knew that the decree was signed, that he couldn't pray or ask a petition from any other God except from the king, he went with his windows being open. He didn't care. He didn't hesitate. He didn't pause. And he prayed the same. We're not supposed to be one way one day and some other way some other day. One way in the house of God and a different way at our, church, at our jobs. We're not supposed to be that way. We're supposed to be the same every day, all day, no matter where we are. Our light is supposed to shine. They're supposed to know that we belong to Jesus. They're supposed to know that there's a difference between the world and the children of God. And Daniel prayed his same prayer three times a day, knowing what was decreed to anybody that did so. When we don't know who we are in Christ, the devil can threaten us with a little small threat and we'll fall. We'll buckle. We'll give in. But when you know who you are in God, things don't matter anymore. We can see our children struggling and we look at it different. Because we know it's not just the children. We know who is attacking the children. We look at the world today and it is going, looks like it's going down fast. 
There's viruses. There's children killing children. There is such bad things going on. But the Bible says, don't be afraid of sudden fears. Don't, don't, don't let that move you. Let that make you pray more. Don't let that shake you. Let it make you stronger. Don't let it make you doubt. Let it make you believe more. If the devil wants to fight, God knows how. If the devil wants to stand up and roar like a lion, he's not even a lion, but he acts like one. The lion of the tribe of Judah, he's here. I got him on my side. He'll, he'll face us with all kinds of problems. We got financial problems. My two daughters do some things. I'm like, what? And I partially blame myself because I wasn't there most of their life. But that doesn't mean stop. That means get on your knees more. That means pray harder. You got financial problems? Jesus got money. You got problems at your job? Jesus knows how to fix those. You got problems in your marriages? Jesus knows how to fix those. You got problems in relationships, any kind of family issues. Jesus knows how to fix those. He's the only one that can fix them. The only one that can fix them. But if you don't know who you are in Christ, you're not going to know where to go to get it. If you want gas, you don't go to Walmart. You go to the gas station. If you want food at a good price, you go to Walmart better than the gas station. Same thing with the gifts of God. You don't go to the world to get the gifts of God. You go to God. Amen. And you can't go to God unless you go through his son. So when we need something, it looks physical, but it's never physical. It's never physical. The Bible says that our weapons of war are not carnal. He says you don't fight against flesh and blood. Though somebody may look like they're acting up, it's not a person. It's the devil in that person acting up. So we can't face somebody with a weapon of carnality. We cannot do that. We got to face every situation spiritual because at the end of the day, that's the only way we'll win. You cannot win a spiritual battle with carnality. That's not going to happen. That's what the children of Israel, when they saw that big wall, they forgot about the spirituality. And when we look at our problems, we can think about Peter. Peter knew who Jesus was. Peter was a man that would lay down his natural life and fight to the death. He's the one that pulled out his sword and was like, he cut the servant's ear off and was ready to fight for Jesus. But he was fighting the wrong way. That's right, that's right. Jesus wasn't about shedding blood. He was about conquering, mm -hmm. saving souls. So when Peter sees Jesus, he says, Lord, is that you bid me to walk on the water? And he started. He did. He started walking on the water, but he made a mistake. And he started looking at the waves of the sea. And then he started to sink. When we have problems in our lives, don't look at your problems. Don't let those waves get higher and higher and higher. and You just begin to think, how am I going to figure this out? What am I going to do? Don't look at the situation that you're going through as in you can take care of it because you can't. No matter how high the waves get, keep your eyes on Jesus. That's right, amen. No matter how bad the storm may seem to get, keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen. Keep your focus where it counts. Because as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he was walking right over that storm. The storm didn't increase and it didn't decrease. It was the same storm that he saw before he started walking on it. But when you look at it, it looks bigger than what it really is. Don't look at the storm. Look at Jesus. Do what David said. You come against me with financial problems. 
You come against me with marital problems. You come against me with children problems. But I come against you in the name of the Lord. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Don't never let anybody get you down and let you think that you're less than royalty because you're not. You are a child of the living God. You are bought with his own blood. You are set apart for himself. And he went away to prepare a place for you. Don't let the devil come in and trick you and make you think that you got this on your own because you don't. But you got somebody that cares. His name is Jesus. And he said, cast all your cares on me, for I care for you. I'll take care of it. You don't have to. David asked him, and he said, should I go and fight the Philistines? And then God said, yeah, go fight them. And David did. Some battles, we have to fight. God's not going to take them away. We have to go through, because in order to become more pure, you have to go through something. You cannot get the true fragrance of a rose unless you crush it. You can't anoint yourself with olive oil unless you crush the olive. So in order for God to bring you out as pure gold, you have to be tried by the fire. You have to go through something. God's not going to take every battle away from you. Some of them he sets up for you to strengthen you. But then David asked again, do I go up and fight the Philistines? And God said, no. He said, go and stand by the mulberry bushes. And when you hear the sound of the wind, then go. David didn't even have a fight. Sometimes the devil will set you up. And God says, no, not today. You ain't fighting my children. I'm going to take care of this. And all they're going to do is go gather the spoil. You just go get your blessings. That's all you got to do. You ain't got to fight for it or anything. God has already got it for you. So from today forward, if you learn anything, know that you belong to God. And he cares for you. Any problem that you have, let him know about it. Let him take care of it. Don't forget who you are. And you will be able to conquer a lot if you keep in mind that you are royalty. You are kings and priests unto God. That's who you are. So when the devil tells you you're nobody, yeah, you are a liar. I am somebody. When he tells you you can't, he is a liar. Yes, you can. When he tells you you're not going to make it, you can smile because you know he's lying, which means I am going to make it. Don't let nobody get you down. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. with an open heart. To live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return. Thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. 
May God bless you. May he keep you. May he shine his face always upon you. And may he forever keep you.